We're looking for people who have been blessed by this free podcast and our free daily marriage prayer emails and who want to help be a blessing to others. Creating and hosting this podcast and sending out our daily emails do incur a financial cost. And we want to invite you to join our faithful patron team to help financially support these resources so that they can remain free for all who need them. Please join our patron team today and become one of the faithful financial supporters who desires to help bless thousands of marriages around the world. Your support will help us pay for the creation, hosting, and promotion of our podcast and daily emails. Thank you, and we hope to see you become a Marriage After God patron. Welcome to the Marriage After God podcast. We're your hosts. I'm Aaron. And I'm Jennifer. We've been married for 14 years. And we have five young children. We started blogging over 10 years ago, sharing our marriage story in hopes of encouraging other husbands and wives to draw closer to God and closer to each other. We have authored over 10 books together, including our newest book, Marriage After God, the book that inspired us to start this podcast. Marriage After God is a message to remind all of us that God designed marriage with a purpose. To reflect His love. To be a light in this world. To work together as a team. Using what He has given us. To build His kingdom. Our hope is to encourage you along your marriage journey. As you boldly chase after God together. This is Marriage After God. Hey everyone, welcome back to the Marriage After God podcast. We're in Jennifer Smith. Your host. Welcome and, back. Yeah, we're excited <laughs> to be back with another episode. Did you know that we are more than halfway through this season? I know, crazy. It's going by really fast and it feels good. Yeah. yeah hope so. it, hope <laughs> everyone's enjoying it as much as we are. Yeah. Uh, one thing I wanted to share with you guys, uh, just starting out the gate here, is uh, we took the kids for a walk. Um, we have the, these really cool parks um, where we live in Central Oregon and just wide open nature, fresh air, uh, flowing river, awesome bridge to walk over. Uh, and we got outside and sometimes it gets hard for me in the wintertime just because it's like, I don't know, it's cold. And you did it by yourself. I missed out on it today. Yeah. Usually I, I make you go along with me, huh? Yeah. More hands. I was impressed. <laughs> <laughs> and I missed it because I, I like going on those little adventures with well, you Well, a friend invited me and it was just really good to get out despite it being cold. And uh, I, the reason that I'm sharing this with you guys is because this friend of mine just is very um, enthusiastic and passionate about nature and being outside all the time. And so uh, one of her ways of encouraging me is this challenge she gave me, this piece of paper that said the thousand hour challenge. And there's all these little bubbles that you get to mark off for every hour that you're outside with the kids. And I just thought, how wonderful. And so it's been a fun little way of um, kind of keeping ourselves accountable to being outside every day. And the kids have loved being outside. They, I mean, they ask for it all the time anyway. So uh, if anyone wants to take up that challenge. How many hour hours challenge. have you done outside? Oh, I don't know. It's been since I started, but it's been about a week. I think we got in, I want to say nine hours that oh, I'm keeping wow. track of. But yeah, I saw him outside playing all day out back. So like that, that counts as like the, towards the hours. doesn't yeah. have to be on an adventure, just outside. It could just, yeah, just be oh, outside. That's cool. Yeah. So anytime they're outside for an hour, I mark it off. I was actually kind of wondering what that thing was on the, <laughs> on the refrigerator. Yeah, it doesn't really explain much. Huh? That's awesome. Yeah. Uh, but I will try and go next time because... Uh, it looked like you had a lot of fun. It was a fun yeah. little adventure. Also, the reason that I was bringing that up is because some of you may have seen me post on Instagram about it, uh, just random pictures of us being out on our nature walk today. Uh, but I'm back on Instagram. 
and that's new. It felt so weird. You're saying everyone should message you and say hi to you. Sure, say hi, <laughs> pop in, say hi. Uh, I was off for pretty much all of January, and I had never taken a break like that from uh, social media, like so hands off. Like I mean, I deleted it from my phone and everything, and it felt really good. Mm. Um, and then one day, I just decided I missed it, so I came back. And at first, it felt weird to post. Like I didn't know really how to. It, was, it felt new again, but I'm back. If you want to come see me, come say hi. <laughs> awesome. Uh, I just want to invite everyone, if you haven't yet, um, to leave a review today. That'd be awesome. Five star rating. Actually, it doesn't have to be five star. You could get you could start whatever you want. <laughs> um, five star would be appreciated. Uh, but yeah, leaving a review or a star rating today would be awesome. If you have done that, we're just so appreciative. Um, it helps the algorithms. We always mention it. Uh, so if you take a moment today, uh, we'd really appreciate it. Another thing that we wanted to offer you is uh, very similar to what you may have heard in the last few episodes kicking off the season, but it's a little bit different. Mm -hmm. So we've been sharing about the Marriage Prayer Challenge. Today, we want to remind you and offer you and invite you to the Parenting Prayer Challenge. And it's essentially the same concept. Uh, you can go to parentingprayerchallenge.com and sign up and you'll get 31 days of of prayer prompts yeah. to pray over your children. So, And you can actually choose um, whether to pray for your son or your daughter or both, if you have both. Awesome. Uh, and it's completely free, and we'd love for you to join that and take that challenge. Uh, and you could take it even if you're taking the marriage prayer challenge already. So you can be praying for your spouse and you could be praying for your kids. Uh, you should do that today. Again, that's parentingprayerchallenge.com. So Jennifer, why are we talking about... Just real quick, I know this isn't in the notes, but why are we talking about comforting each other during hard times when we came up with this list of ideas for episodes? Yeah, I think we already mentioned that uh, the motivation behind the way we created our list this season was just well, how we do every season is what have we been learning about? What have we mm -hmm. been doing? What have we been walking through? What's God been teaching us? Uh, so partly from that, just... Last year, um, there have been there were times that you hard times that you comforted me and I comforted you, and mm. it was a kind of relearning opportunity for us in our marriage of what it looks like to go through a hard time and be there for one another. Um, and the other reason is just because I think that if you had you know a handful of categories that every marriage deals with, this is probably one of the top ones mm. where every marriage faces challenges and hardship and trials and hard times and we get the opportunity as husband and wife to be there for one another. And so I think it's good to, um, what we always say, check our hearts <laughs> or evaluate, you know, where we're at and how we're doing. And so we thought talking about how to comfort each other during hard times would be an appropriate marriage topic for a marriage podcast. <laughs> I think so. And it's, it's good for everything, not just your marriage, but um, I'm just thinking about situations in my life where, I need to be comforted yeah. um, by friends, by my parents. That's true. We are going to go into more of just comforting mm -hmm. others too. So that, yeah. But it's, a, it's, it's good. good, especially with how the world's going and things that have just been going on. I think there's plenty of opportunities to mm -hmm. be comforted and to comfort. Mm -hmm. uh, and personally, this, is, uh, this has been something that's very difficult for me to do to others. Comforting, comforting others or um, having compassion or empathy toward them? All of the above. Like, okay. <laughs> I'm like, just clarify. <laughs> uh, I don't know why. I, don't, I, I couldn't tell you why, but um, emotional 
sensitivity mm. has been difficult man, pretty much my whole life. I don't know why. I feel like the last handful of years I've gotten better at it. I feel like God's been like changing that in me. Mm. Um, you, you could probably attest to this, like going from just always, you know, logical and cold to getting a little bit softer. And well, let me encourage you because I wouldn't say the word cold. I don't think you're a cold guy. I don't think you're a mean guy. I think that you're a very strong guy. And so sometimes some of the weaker ways that we humans walk through yeah. get overlooked because being very gentle to me. Thank you. <laughs> I'm I'm being yeah. honest. I, I do think that you there are plenty of times you've been compassionate or, or mm-hmm. have comforted me or others. I just wouldn't say that you're like that kind of tender hearted, always mm-hmm. trying to be there. Yes, it's type. something that I need to work on. Right. For one hundred percent sure. <laughs> okay, let's just stick to the yeah, notes here. <laughs> okay. Uh it's it's something that de- definitely doesn't come natural to me. Mm. Um I don't I don't know why it is, but it just never really has. Uh comforting someone in hard times, someone who's going through painful situations, uh like suffering. What to do in hard times. That, yeah. Uh not knowing how to to be that person mm. for someone. When when you have someone in your life that is going through a hard time, do you automatically get challenged with the thought like, I don't know what to do for them? Or is it more just like, this is so uncomfortable and I just want to like, I hope they get better and I'm going to pray for them, move on? Or I don't know. Yeah, I'd say there's a, a couple of things, um, especially if someone who's going through something is not in close proximity to me. And like I said, I've been getting better at this. God's t- definitely shown stuff to me and highlighted this in me. But if they're not like in direct proximity to me, it's hard for me to like put my mind on them mm. and my heart on them. Um, but when I am in proximity to someone, I'm thinking of like deaths in the family or, you know, fr- friends going through hard things. Where your eyes see it. Where I see it and yeah. I'm present. And I, yeah, I think I, I want to, like there's this like, I know I should do something. I know I should say something. I know I should be a certain way. But I, yeah, I think it's both of those things, but I also feel uncomfortable. Mm. So something I'm, I'm, I'm wanting to grow in and get better at, which is why I'm glad we're talking about it because it's been something that God has been teaching us. Yeah. Teaching me. Me um, too. He's used you a lot <laughs> to teach me, uh, which we'll talk about. I was just going to say marriage is awesome in that those moments where you, um, where you haven't walked with compassion or comfort, um, I've been able to share with you how I feel in those moments. Um, you know, if I felt overlooked or I felt like maybe you didn't respond to me the way I was hoping you mm-hmm. would have in the way that I felt, um, over the years you have been responsive to those, those moments that I've shared that with you. Um, so you have grown in these mm-hmm. areas. You might see yourself as not being super great at comforting others, but you have grown a lot since I've known you. Um, in this. Yeah. And I, I want to grow more. I want to be better for you at that. Um, but I, I just know that, um, even with you, there's times that I'm, I'm not understanding Mm -hmm. or I see a a situation differently, or I might be, um, come off as cold or incompassionate because I'm just like, Hey, like we can get through this. Maybe I, there's been times that I'm quick to fix it. Yeah. Like I, I just jump to, or, um, the solution or like a solution. And I, th- I also think moving forward, just now that I'm thinking about it, I think I get, because I'm uncomfortable with someone going through something, I want them to stop going through it. <laughs> 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 I 
Like, come on, like snap out of it. Like, yeah. like let's move past it. Maybe because I'm, I'm not, I don't usually get affected too you're, much. You're the type that if, if you're near Aaron and you're going through a hard time, he wants to grab you by the arm and go have a good time. Like, come on, let's just go. Let's move forward like that. Yeah. Uh, yeah. Sort of. It's like, uh, I want you to see it from my point of view. <laughs> I don't know. <laughs> and, that, and that's not always right. Right. Mm-hmm. Well, wrong. It's not right. Yeah. <laughs> And this is what God's teaching you. Yeah, this is what God's teaching me. That's good. Also, when you were talking and explaining that just now, I was just thinking the silence. You know that people say the awkward silence? It's too awkward for me. Well, yeah, but (laughs) sometimes um, when people are sharing that they're going through a hard time or are suffering or or, um, need that that person, that friend to comfort them, yeah, you're quick to say something or quick to move or quick to be actionable because... I want to give some sort of response. You want to give a response to them. And so would you say that God is teaching you how to just be still in that moment and kind of be there with that person? Yeah, it's something that we'll we'll talk about in this episode, but it's there's... I think he's showing me, he's been teaching me how to walk with individuals mm-hmm. because every situation isn't the exact same. Like I could see things like, Oh, this is always how I'm supposed to be or always what I'm I should say, but every, every situation is different and I need to love someone enough to understand them Mm -hmm. and how, how they will receive love and and comfort. Uh, so more of a putting myself in their shoes, Mm. the the specific person. Mm-hmm. I don't know. I feel like I'm. <laughs> I know. I feel like we kind of got on this tangent of like, let's talk about and focus on Aaron, but we didn't kind of mean for it to go that way, but we'll no, run with it. Yeah. I just wanted to bring up that this is a hard thing for me. You're being honest. That's good. Yeah. Uh, I think this is interesting because I get what you're saying and I've, I've seen what you're saying play mm-hmm. out before with me and with others, uh, just having known you for so long, but there's this, there's this other side of you that really is gentle and compassionate and and comforting. I've seen it. And uh, I've seen you um, treat people, everybody as, as equal. Like you don't put people, you don't put people on pedestals where there's like this person over here that's higher and this person over here that's lower. Like you've always maintained this um, equal standing of like value with people, which I think is incredible. And you, you've also always kind of, um, I don't know how to say at the same time you've you've been there for the underdog. At different times in our life there there has been people that are like hard to get along with or people are struggling with them and you seem to be able to relate to them and be friendly and be there for them. Does that make sense? Yeah, it goes back to that seeing everyone the same. Uh well, I do tend to not like knowing that there's someone that's being cast out or downcast or, um, uh, put aside. Mm-hmm. And so I, I feel like I gravitate towards those people, but I, at the same time, I don't treat them any different than I would treat it someone else. Yeah. <laughs> uh, I just, uh, yeah, that is in- interesting, mm. but that, that is, has come into play now that I think about it uh, with some of the problems I've had, because like I was saying, treating everyone the same isn't always it's good right to thing. it's good to view everyone the same, but it doesn't mean I respond the same to everyone or mm. um, uh, interact the same with everyone. If that makes sense, yeah. Especially when it comes to things like comforting, things like suffering, things like 
uh, pain, mm-hmm. something that I may not understand, something I've never gone through. Um, so I feel like God's been open my eyes to like how to, as Paul put it, be all things to all men mm-hmm. <laughs> so that I might win some. Mm-hmm. Like that idea of uh, seeing where someone's at and being like, okay, Lord, what do you, how do you want me to respond in this per- this specific situation with this person? Right. Well, I feel like we went through quite a bit of just <laughs> how you engage and interact <laughs> with people just now. You know, and I don't want it- <laughs> and comfort now. <laughs> <laughs> I just don't want it to sound super negative. So just as a reminder to you, Aaron, I have seen you in times where people are suffering and um, uh, uncomfortable or needing comfort. You've been there. And even in the awkwardness, even Mm -hmm. in the um, not knowing what to do or how to respond in that moment. I do try. You do try. (laughs) And you're really, you're a good friend and you're a good husband. And I just wanted to remind you you that. (laughs) So without going more into me personally, uh, this topic was meant for everyone. <laughs> and just I think, using as the launching pad. <laughs> yeah. Well, it made sense because I was writing this and I had to start with, Hey, this is something that is hard for me, but okay. I'm sure it's hard for everyone at different times. Mm-hmm. Um, but it's also something that we desire ourselves, mm-hmm. that we ourselves want to be comforted. And, and as believers, we want to be good at being able to comfort because we can comfort the lost. Mm-hmm. And that could be an opportunity to bring them to Christ. We can comfort mm-hmm. our family and our spouse and our children. And so it's a good tool uh, in our tool belt, as we talk about in our book, mm-hmm. to be able to have. And I think it's something that we should, like you said in the beginning of this, examine our hearts and say, mm-hmm. okay, Lord, how can I ha- teach me how to be compassionate and have a heart for the hurting? Yeah, and no one's exempt from or immune from having hard times or facing trials, challenges, suffering. Right, it might look different for each of us, but we all experience it on some level. Every marriage does. Every individual within that marriage does. Uh, people we know, friends, family, uh, people who Everyone. neighbors. Yeah, everybody. Everybody faces it in different ways. And I think if we keep our hearts tender, I think tender is such a good word yeah. when it comes to being able to comfort one another. Uh, I think we'll we'll know what the right thing to do is when those opportunities arise. Yeah, and I, isn't it James that said, that pretty much promises we will have trials and tribulations in our life? Like it's a it's a it's a given for the not just for the believer but for the world. Mm-hmm. Um, you can't turn on the TV or go outside or drive down the street without seeing it or even experiencing it. Like there's just going to be trials and challenges and things that are hard. So yeah. um, having an eyes for this, and I think you said tenderness is a good word, but like like a softness, like a, a heart that's ready. Yeah. Oh, that's good. You know? Yeah. I like that. Before we dive into some of the meat of the message today, um, I thought it would be fun to answer this question. What is the most comforting thing I have ever done for you? Hmm. Uh, there's been times when I've been really sick and you pamper me. <laughs> pamper. Yeah. I mean, like you. I, I call it babying. You I baby, baby you. Me. Yeah. Um, there was a time when I, I had a really bad earache and I thought it was, my brain was going to explode. I remember that. I've never seen you in so much pain, actually. I hadn't ever been in so much pain, but you like held me while I was like, I remember that. like crying on the bed because it was hurting so bad. I was a little terrified. I didn't know what to do. <laughs> Neither did I. It was so bad, but I remember I prayed you, for you just, yeah, I, I, I think of those times when I, there is nothing to do, but you just held me or you know, prayed over me. And, uh, so I, that was the first thing I thought of. And then I think I said, I think you should go to the doctors. 
Or had I you did, already been? I, I did. You I, had already been. I went to the doctors and I got uh, some sort of antibiotic. And, yeah, something. But it was like, it got worse Yeah. after I got back. I remember that. That was intense. So what's the most comforting thing that I've ever done for you? Um, I'd say, it, like, you you mentioned a very specific time, but I think in general, just when you hold me close, when you pull me into you and hug me and, yeah, just hold me. Remind you that I'm... I'm still here. Yeah, <laughs> that you're <laughs> that very I love close. You. I think the second thing is just um, when I hear you pray over me or for us, that's always encouraging. That's good. Yeah. Some tips for all those listening. The only two you need. <laughs> yeah. Physical touch and, and prayer. prayer. <laughs> <laughs> so... It, it, <laughs> <laughs> I guess we're done. Let's yeah, go. <laughs> let's move on to the meat. Yeah. No, uh, the, there's some uh, things in scripture we can look at that can give us some... I don't know if they're guidelines, but it's encouragement for us in our walk and comforting, learning to comfort our spouse, others. And I just wanted to go through some of those and hopefully it encourages you listening. It encouraged me when I was writing it. Uh, So the first thing is uh, for the believer, we're told to comfort each other. So do it. (laughs) Right. So this kind of sounds oversimplified, but sometimes I feel like we don't think we have that responsibility. Mm. Oh, someone else will do that. That's not my job. And I know we've in various seasons struggled with this. Like someone's going through something and we think to ourselves, no, we shouldn't like, maybe someone else will, maybe they don't want anyone over there right now. And just kind of questioning whether it's our role to go comfort someone. Which the hard thing about that is the moment you justify it or excuse yourself out of the situation, it only takes a fleeting moment to then forget about it. Like forget that need, forget yeah. that that person needs it right then and there. And then when, by the time it comes back around, you remember it, it the moment has passed, the opportunity has passed, someone else has stepped in, mm-hmm. which is good. And, and we're so grateful for those people that take over when we don't or choose not to or, mm-hmm. or forgetful, but let's not do that. <laughs> so yeah, the first said, thing is we're told. You said, um, you said maybe it's oversimplified and I just, the next word I heard, but underdone. So oversimplified, underdone. <laughs> it's true. Yeah, because we we do. We disqualify ourselves from that ministry. Mm. Uh, but we're, we're told to comfort each other. Uh, and I would imagine, not imagine, I would say that the, the first person that you're, you should be like prone to comfort is your spouse. Yeah. Right? They're, they're, they're a part of you. You're one with each other. And so if you're not comforting each other, you're not comforting yourself. Like if you look at that dichotomy, I definitely, that dynamic, I should say. I would definitely say this. Um, I'm trying not to use double negatives. <laughs> if you're not comforting your spouse, you better not be comforting anybody else because the moment you you show others comfort and, and that ability. looking for it. And your spouse is sitting over here going, what in the world? That's true. That's so hurtful. Yeah. Um, and the other part of that is if you guys, we're going to talk about this in a minute, but you guys should be comforting people as a team, like your marriage, you're one. So you be comforting each other first and then step into that space mm-hmm. of like being able to comfort others. Sorry, I had to get out of the no, way. That's good. So second Corinthians 13, 11 is where we get this. It says, finally, brothers rejoice, aim for restoration, comfort one another, agree with one another, live in peace and the God of love and peace will be with you. So if we look at that last piece, the God of love and peace will be with you. Do we want that? Of course. Okay. Then let's rejoice. Let's aim for restoration. Let's comfort one another, agree with one another, and live in peace. This is how 
the brothers in the church. This is how Christians walk. But this is such a great marriage verse. Like if you just replace brothers for um, spouses. <laughs> Finally, spouses rejoice. Aim for restoration. Right? And well, especially if you're you and your spouse are both believers, like this totally absolutely applies. applies. And even if you have a spouse that's not a believer, you can still aim for this mm-hmm. on your side of that's the good. of the marriage. Mm-hmm. But we are to comfort one another. That's a that's a command to us on how we walk. It's part it's part of our job description, not only as husbands and wives, but as Christians. It's our responsibility to do this. Yeah. So if you've been looking for permission to comfort someone, comfort your spouse, that you are qualified, that you are called to it, here's the, here it is. This is a part of your job. Okay. So because we're talking, it's kind of a mixed message or a, not a mixed, but a... Um, I love um, this note, by the way. Yeah. This but how good. do I say it? It's all-encompassing message today on how to comfort others. So it is inclusive of your spouse and others, right? We need to, But there's a caveat. Yeah, we need to clarify that boundaries matter. Mm-hmm. And I'm saying this from experience, being married to you, Aaron, for 14 years, that we've uh, communicated and agreed upon boundaries mm-hmm. that have, I think, protected our marriage and protected our, yeah. our unity and our peace within our marriage. Um, so do you want to speak to that? And what you're talking about is specifically like, so taking all of this advice for your spouse is great and learning as a couple and as an individual individual to comfort others is great, but we shouldn't just take that blanket across the board because it would be very dangerous if I got in the habit of personally and individually comforting other women or other people's wives. Right. Yeah. I mean, that just is, that would be wrong. Now, if someone needs to be comforted, what I can do is bring my wife into it with me or encourage my wife to do it. Hey, I noticed so-and-so is hurting over here. Have you reached out to them? Yep. Have you had a conversation? You know, things Mm -hmm. like that. Um, And the reason that we bring this up, you guys, is because uh, our marriage matters and our relationship is sacred. Aaron and I's you, mm-hmm. Right? You would agree that our marriage is... 100%. Um, special. Ours special. special. <laughs> yeah, I don't know how else to explain that. And I think when you move into uh, comforting others, there is a level of intimacy involved. Mm-hmm. And I'm not saying the same intimacy as a husband and wife, but emotional intimacy is uh, something that's truly valued among human beings and how we experience life. And so if you're going to move into that space where you're comforting someone, regardless of what it is, like whether it's um, meeting a need of theirs or sitting there and listening to some a hardship that they're going through, that's something that we should be willing to look at and say, um, are we making sure that we are within mm-hmm. our, our, our boundary? Right? right. I don't know. How- well, just, our boundary is, is I, I don't, I won't sit ever alone and comfort a hurting woman. I just, I won't do that. Um, I will. And if I did, I would, my wife would know about it immediately. <laughs> it wouldn't be a secret thing, but that would be, that has never happened. So the, what would happen is I would call you. I'd be like, Hey, I, think I had this we, conversation with someone. G- yeah. This come up and it sounded really bad. Like we should go pray for them mm-hmm. or you should go see if she needs to talk. Mm-hmm. Uh, and so we, we were, and the same with my wife, she wouldn't go and sit and have a really deep, 
intimate conversation with someone listening to all of their hurts and the things they're going through alone. Mm -hmm. She would invite me or she would tell me like, Hey, you should really chat with so-and-so. They really need some comfort. They need some, you know, someone to listen. And we've actually found a really great, um, blessing and benefit in this. And Aaron, you've had some really great conversations with guys who have needed that comfort from another Mm -hmm. brother. And I've had the opportunity to comfort and be comforted by other, uh, Christian women. And it's been a good thing. And then together as a couple, we've been able to step into that and, you know, minister to other couples and other people. So I, I just think that boundaries are important and we kind of wanted to talk about it upfront and get it out of the way because, It'll apply to everything else that we're talking about. <laughs> yeah. So we always want to just encourage uh, boundaries and order and that it, it also encourages you to encourage your spouse to be a minister, mm-hmm. to, to care for others. So mm-hmm. working together helps with that. Mm-hmm. And it's not worth it. <laughs> so if someone's going through something, just know that there's someone else that can comfort them if, you, if it's not you. Mm-hmm. So find another sister, brother. Hey, so-and-so could l- totally use some comforting right now. And so that we protect our marriages. Um, so I thought that was a really good note. Thank you for that. Yep. So I just want to give a, a quick definition of comfort. Uh, so comfort's, first of all, it's a verb. Action. You, it's something <laughs> you do. And you do it actively. Uh, and it's defined as a state of physical ease and freedom from pain or constraint. So physically comforting someone, helping, you know, if they have a broken arm, holding their arm up so that they're not mm. in constant pain. Um, as a, as a friend of mine one time put his back out and I had to take him to the, to the hospital and I had to like care, hold up his whole torso so that he wouldn't put any weight on his lower spine. And it was, wow. <laughs> but that, that's what this is talking about is physical comfort. I'm, I'm comforting that physical pain mm. with my body. I'm thinking about, um, labors I've had the opportunity to be a part of where you're just trying to help ease that, that woman going through that back or massaging (laughs) or just helping in any way. Yeah. yeah. Uh, The the other definition is the easing or alleviation of a person's feelings of grief or distress. So that's Mm -hmm. one that's common of they're going through something painful Mm -hmm. emotionally Mm -hmm. and you're there for them. And then another one is ease the grief or distress, um, to to console someone. So, that's essentially what comfort is. Mm-hmm. There's the physical comfort, which again should be in a safe way with boundaries, <laughs> with boundaries. <laughs> um, but with your spouse, mm-hmm. like, like you said, me being near you, holding you, coming to you, t- touching you, you know, embracing you. Mm-hmm. Um, and so the, that's what we're talking about when we talk about comfort. As you're going through these definitions, the word that stood out to me is the word alleviate. And uh, it reminds me of, you know, lifting up, kind of like that illustration that you, you yeah, gave. Lift, that was li- so good. literally lifting up, um, my friend. And, it, and I looked up another, um, you know, the, the source of synonyms, and it, it means to take the edge off. So it's not just solving a problem or making something not painful mm, ever again. That's good. That might be where that uncomfortable feeling comes from for you that you had mentioned earlier. Because I can't um, solve it. <laughs> it's like this expectation to help in a way that, um, that we just can't, uh, you know, sometimes, uh, some hard things won't ever be fixed, but in them, we can help take the edge off by gladdening someone's heart, reminding them of the good, uh, making them laugh or experience joy amidst mm-hmm. what they're going through. Um, so I just thought that word alleviate was, I don't know, really cool. 
Um, in normal times, there there's plenty of reasons and seasons we go through that bring us to a point where we need to be comforted. I think everybody listening right now yeah. is just like maybe sitting in that space right now saying, I, I need that. You know, mm-hmm. hopefully our words bring you comfort today. I think a lot of believers right now look at the stuff going on in Current the world. Times, yeah. yeah. And uh, we desire to be comforted. Like, is it going to, like, what, like, what's going on, Lord? Mm-hmm. And so as believers also, something to encourage you with is you can comfort because you're comforted. Mm-hmm. I know it kind of sounds funny. But What's your next point? It's, it's why we can comfort. This is, yeah, the, my next point is we, sh- we are told to comfort, but you can comfort because you yourself have been comforted. In 2 Corinthians 1, 3-5, Paul says this, Blessed be the God and Father of our Lord Jesus Christ, the Father of mercies and God of all comfort. Okay? Right there, it just starts it. God of all comfort, who comforts us in all our affliction, so that we may be able to comfort those who are in any affliction with the comfort with which we ourselves are comforted by God. For as we share abundantly in Christ's sufferings, so through Christ we share abundantly in comfort too. This is true for every believer, because no matter what you're going through, you have the comfort of God on your life because you know that he has saved you Mm -hmm. by his son, Jesus. Okay. So just real quick, um, when we were sharing about, uh, the definition Mm -hmm. just a bit ago, a state of physical ease and freedom from pain or constraint. Oh my goodness. This makes me appreciate and just attend away the salvation that we have in Christ. Right. Cause no matter what the world or or happens to our bodies, man does our bodies or just happens through age or disease that we are comforted with the knowledge and the truth that this isn't it, that we have a new body coming, that we have a new home, that we have a savior and we're going to have eternity worshiping our father in heaven. So every single one of us have felt broken shame, unrighteousness, that, that Mm -hmm. sin that he set us free from, he's given us freedom from. Yeah. That's the comfort that we're talking about. And on top of that, he sent us his, us his Holy Spirit who also comforts us. So when we're in the midst of just life, he reminds us of the truth about us. This is something that we dealt with a lot this year, just us thinking about who we are in Christ mm-hmm. and uh, that we're no longer that old man and that mm-hmm. God was, he reminds us like, no, that's not who you are. Hey, mm-hmm. yes, it, you, it feels this way now, but it's not true. Mm-hmm. Like with the, the Holy Spirit has comforted us many times by bring, bringing to remembrance mm-hmm. the truth about us. When the lies are making us sad and re- feel broken, the Spirit... Or want to isolate or push yeah, away. Or... He comforts us. Mm-hmm. And so I just want to encourage you listening that you have that same comfort. The God of all comfort comforts you in all your affliction. So, and this is why, so that we may be able to comfort those who are in any affliction with the comfort with which we ourselves are comforted. So we're not comforting out of our perfect situation. We're not comforting out of the fact that we don't have any affliction. We're not even comforting out of our own means. So when we're trying to, you know, help comfort someone by providing them something or, you know, fulfilling a need for them, it's like, it's not even out of that 
physical response. It's literally because we've all been comforted by God himself. Right. So the comfort that we give, the comfort that we offer, the comfort that we attempt to walk in is his comfort. Mm. Right. That's what, that's a, that's an incredible encouragement Mm -hmm. because we can go sit with someone and know that any comfort we could offer has come from God already Mm -hmm. in our life and in their life. I also think this is a good place to just say if we struggle with that awkwardness of, or being uncomfortable with um, seeing someone suffering or going through a trial or something hard and the Lord's given us the opportunity to step into that, to to comfort them uh, and we don't know what to do, like Erin, you said that you've struggled with that, we can pray and we can ask him and we can mm-hmm. say, God, the God of all comfort can you show me how you want me to comfort this person right now? Have I know you, I, how you've yeah. comforted me. I know you, how you have set me free. <laughs> you know, mm-hmm. how can I do that for this person? That's a good point. When there's times that I'm struggling, when you're going through something and I'm like, I have no idea what to do. I'm like, Lord, what do I do? And he, he brings to remembrance your words. I wish you would just like hold me, <laughs> like just come close to me, mm-hmm. which is, you don't say that in the moment but you've said it enough. And I'm like, okay. And then I'm thinking to myself, this is hard. Why is it so hard to go just sit down right now? Our flesh flesh will get in the way sometimes. Oh yeah. Yeah. A lot. (laughs) Especially in marriage, but. All right. Here's your third encouragement, (laughs) Christian. Okay. Rise up and go to them to be present. What I was just talking about. Like Mm -hmm. I'm sitting across the room or in the other room or like, I'm like, how do I help my wife right now? How do I, fix the situation. (laughs) And the Holy Spirit says, go to her. (laughs) So this is, this is your call. So it's not just that we're told to do it. It's not just that you have the comfort given to you already to comfort others, but it's also you get up and you go, Mm. you, you, you do it. You don't wait for someone to come to you because we might have this thought, well, if someone needs comfort, they're going to, come and ask for it. They're going to come and knock on my door and say, Hey, I I need to talk. I need to sit down and know that you love me and that you're my friend. And I need to. Yeah. Cause if that's, uh, yeah. Cause if we sit there and we say, I'm just going to wait until they tell me exactly what they need. What are you off the hook? Like you don't need to. This is what's funny is like, do we even do that? Do we go around and tell every single person exactly what we need? (laughs) No, we, we don't. (laughs) So I don't even tell you, I want you to read my mind. (laughs) It's true. But you're, in your marriage, I think there should be a lot more communication about this, yeah. by the way. So if you need comfort, you should go to your spouse if you have it in you and say, I need to be comforted. Mm-hmm. Or I just need you to listen. Or will you just sit next to me? Like I think now that doesn't get you off the hook, husbands, if your wife doesn't do that. Or wives, if your wife our de- or husband, if your wife doesn't do that. Yeah. I think our hearts should be tender toward one another mm-hmm. and our eyes should be always scanning and seeing, where's my spouse at? Right. But it wouldn't hurt for us to communicate more. True. But we can't expect everyone outside of our marriage to be that way. So we have to have be have a willingness to get up and go. It's not easy. Here's some here's some stories of this happening. All okay. Right. Genesis 37, 35. Uh, all his sons and all his daughters rose up to comfort him, but he refused to be comforted and said, No, I shall go down to Sheol to my son mourning. Thus his father wept for him. This is when uh, jo- uh, Joseph's father thought he was dead, mm. right? And they they all rose up 
and went to him to comfort him. They didn't just sit back and say, oh, he's, he's mourning in the other room. <laughs> no, they got up and they surrounded him. First Chronicles 7.22, And Ephraim, their father, mourned many days, and his brothers came to comfort him. They didn't comfort from a distance. They didn't sit back, let him go through what he was going through by himself. They got up and they went. Mm. I was going to um, offer to read this next verse, but I think I'm going to let you tackle it. Okay. Job 2.11 now, when Job's three friends heard of all this evil that had come upon him, they came each from his own place, Eliphaz the Timonite, Bildad the Shuhite, and Zophar the Nemathite. They made an appointment together to come to show him sympathy and comfort him. Mm. So th- this is another really cool thing. Now, if you've read Job, these friends don't do a great job of comforting. They, do, they actually do a lot of what I, w- I would be prone to do, saying how they were wrong or like what they did. Mm. Uh, but... What they, do, what they did do well is they came together as friends and they said, our friend is like really going through something bad. We should go. And so this is just a note of sometimes it's appropriate to say, hey, we need to get some people together to go comfort this person so they're not alone, mm-hmm. so that they know that we're, we're here for them. Make a little plan about it. Yeah. That's cool. The first verse you mentioned, it says that um, he refused to be comforted. And I just had to note that because I think that's very human to reject reject or to resist comfort. I don't know why we do that, but I think everyone can agree, maybe (laughs) everyone, uh, Mm. that when someone does try to comfort us, sometimes our reaction is to refuse that or to reject it. Uh, We shouldn't get upset by this if we're the ones trying to comfort someone Mm -hmm. or our spouse. We shouldn't let rejection keep us from trying again or or even trying with others. Don't let that become an excuse for why you're not continuing on in other opportunities. Mm-hmm. Uh, but I think that it's interesting that it did note that he said that. So I just wanted to make a little yeah. thing about it. But what's awesome is someone can't have the opportunity to reject comfort if someone didn't go to comfort in the first place. <laughs> That's true. So let it, I love that. Let's not avoid going to someone because we think... There's no way they, they want to right now. They want to be alone. Let's just leave them alone. Going to be there, even if they reject it, at least. They know you tried. Yeah. And, and they also, you give them the option mm-hmm. <laughs> rather than they're just alone and there is no option. Mm-hmm. No one came to them. Mm-hmm. No one reached out. No one sought to comfort. Mm-hmm. And so going to comfort is right. And then rejecting it shouldn't stop us. From trying. And we shouldn't reject comfort when someone's, because that's an opportunity that someone's trying to act in what God has said we should be doing, right? Like the Bible yeah, says it, to comfort. Yeah. And, but in some cases, like, especially with like mourning, yeah. um, it, it's, it's a, it's a process. Yeah, that's true. So that's very compassionate. We should, of you. we should try to receive <laughs> comfort, but it, sometimes we're, you could be in a really deep, yeah, mournful state. So all good things to talk about. Go, going back, going to the next thing, what is the appropriate response? Mm. Right. So you you brought up helping someone is like taking up the edge. Mm-hmm. You may not. I, you can't bring the person back from the dead. You can't take away the cancer. You can't uh, change the circumstance, but you can you can soften the blow. Yeah, but that doesn't just mean that when someone's in pain or going through a trial <clears throat> that you insert a funny joke or 
You know what I mean? Like you Are have you sure to- that's a great way to <laughs> like someone's hurting really bad. You make a joke. And Maybe they it laugh. depends on the person, but you should be mindful of the person. You should be mindful of your spouse. Discerning. Yeah. Yeah. Discerning. That's a good word. Which is what I was talking about at the beginning is instead. And a, a lot of people have these responses when someone gets hurt. I actually used to do this when someone would get hurt. I would laugh. I would laugh about it. You you've talked about that before. Mm-hmm. Uh, and so we have these, kind of natural fleshly responses that just for, for whatever reason, how we were raised and our Maybe DNA. Maybe out of embarrassment that we don't know what to do or how to understand it. But learning and asking the Lord to teach us what is an appropriate response. It, it's good to go comfort. We want to do that, but we gotta we just got to ask for that discernment because we could have the right heart and bring the wrong response, mm. which is something that I, like, I keep going back to. This is how I've been. I might want to, but then I like say the wrong thing. Um, trying to prematurely cheer someone up, like That's you like said, with I a said, joke. Yeah. Um, trying to push someone to move on from where they're what they're dealing with, which is something that I would tend to do. Like, hey, when like, there really is a process. Well, yeah, I, I, I skip the whole process. Yeah, I don't even. Which doesn't care about the other person at all. What it does is it cares more about my discomfort, right, with this mm-hmm. person's suffering. Yeah. Um, talking too soon, mm. which is something I struggle with because <laughs> <laughs> I want to just feel that that like, oh, let's just figure it out. Let's talk. I love you still. <laughs> yeah. Romans twelve fifteen says, rejoice with those who rejoice, weep with those who weep. Mm-hmm. This gives a picture of, of walking with what someone's walking through with them. Mm-hmm. If someone's weeping for something, if they're weeping over a lost child, over a, over sickness, over uh, just it, you name it, there's lots of things to weep over in this yeah. life. We don't just come in and be like, cheer up buck. You know, like yeah. we, we, we should break, our hearts should break with them. Mm-hmm. Um, when someone's rejoicing, rejoice with them. This is probably another conversation, but this is something that plagues the church, I think, sometimes, is when someone gets some sort of success or something to rejoice in, we might get jealous. So there's a lack of rejoicing for one another. Yeah, I don't want to rejoice with them because, like, why didn't I get that? Or mm-hmm. why why are they being raised up? You or, said that played the church, but I think that it's more just the worldwide. Yeah, it's a it's a flesh thing. thing. It's a flesh thing. But if someone is winning, someone's successful. Cheer if someone's uh, has a praise report, if someone is having success in an area that you wish you had success in, or is having freedom in an area that you don't have freedom in, or like these things, like rejoice. Mm-hmm. They're a part of the church. Mm-hmm. Rejoice for them. Be like, man, that is so praise God. It also keeps us from that discontentment and uh, jealousy. Another verse that we wanted to share with you guys today is Ecclesiastes 3, 4. Uh, starts, oh, and 7. It says, A time to weep and a time to laugh, a time to mourn and a time to dance, a time to tear and a time to sow, a time to keep silence and a time to speak. Yeah, and Ecclesiastes was written by the wisest man that ever lived. And he just talks about this idea of, what time is it? <laughs> is it a time to weep with someone? Is it a time to laugh with someone? Is it a time to mourn with someone? You know, tear, like, are you, are you pulling up that, you know, those, the plants? Are you planting, sowing the seeds? Are you to be quiet? Are you to speak? And so there's these, we can look at the situation and say, okay, what role can I play right now? How, how should my heart be in this situation? Uh, Proverbs 25, 20 puts it this way. Whoever sings songs to a heavy heart is like one who takes off a garment on a cold day and like vinegar on soda. The idea behind this verse is singing songs is a great thing, but when you go to someone with a heavy heart 
and you try and sing to like artificially cheer them up, it's doing what I just, what I said a second ago is you're overlooking that person's heart altogether. Yeah. There's no care there. It's like taking it, it, it likens it to taking off a garment on a cold day. So like someone's cold and they've got their, their coat on and I go rip their coat shock. off. And they're yeah. like, what? It's shock. So you, you, you take away the comfort. Mm. You don't add, add to the to comfort. Yeah. yeah. Did anyone else think when you said like vinegar on soda, uh, the volcano experiment? <laughs> That's what that does. It foams up. Like it, they've it, been doing it, it that long. <laughs> the word would be agitate. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> the last thing someone who's going through something needs is to be agitated. Yeah. I'm sure everyone listening knows someone like that. <laughs> that every time you need some comfort, they know how perfectly how to agitate. <laughs> okay. So earlier when I had mentioned, um, you know, this idea of taking the edge off of pain and how it, it means to alleviate. Um, I said that it reminds me of lifting up. What if it's like lifting up a huge stone off their shoulders so that they can breathe a little better? Is that yeah, a good picture? Yeah. And that's a great analogy. It's like lifting the burden of the hard stuff off mm -hmm. them, which you've done for me plenty of times. Right. And we, we have this list of the, the things that you, there's times for. Mm -hmm. Sometimes it's, sitting quiet mm -hmm. with someone. Sometimes it's encouraging with the word of God and advice. Sometimes it's listening and not talking. Sometimes it's giving them a thoughtful gift that mm -hmm. comes with a sweet message. Sometimes it's watching a couple's children so that they can go have a date night and talk it out themselves. Yeah. Lifting that mm -hmm. load. Like, Hey, there's these responsibilities. How can we take some of these away so they can go through what they're going through with mm -hmm. less? Sometimes it's offering to drop off groceries for them so they don't have to worry about that. Sometimes it's cleaning the house for someone, mm -hmm. for your spouse. Remember, like, I love that you like lifting that load off their shoulders. Sometimes it's a text reminding them of who they are in Christ or sending them a scripture verse. Sometimes it's a bouquet of flowers sent to their house. Sometimes it's a bag of goodies dropped off at the door. So, I like that one, by the way. <laughs> it's actually happened to me quite a few times and I really appreciate all of you. Yep, actually, yeah. I mentioned it once in Wife After God, Pure Joy, great chapter. Go check it out. Um, and it just happened recently from and a new was a friend. Good, that was a good goodie bag. It was so good. We have some good goodie bag dropper offers. <laughs> Maybe we life. should do an episode <laughs> of just like how to put together a good goodie bag. That's true, actually. Okay, I'm so sorry. Sometimes it's a phone call just to hear their voice. Mm -hmm. And then sometimes it's a prayer. And I would say always a prayer, sometimes said out So loud. it's like sometimes all of these and then always a prayer. Always a prayer. <laughs> yeah. I think they get the idea. Yeah. You know, uh, at the beginning of this episode, I just, I quickly said marriage is so awesome. <laughs> it really is. You guys, I hope you agree with me that marriage is awesome. Uh, but it's such an intimate relationship. Uh, what a gift we have to share it with someone who can comfort us when we're at our lowest. And mm -hmm. Aaron, I can attest to this. You have comforted me at my lowest and I hope that I've been that for you. You have, yeah. Um, at least I think that this is what marriage was intended for, right? Uh, to lift each other up and to comfort one another. For some, and at times, um, Aaron, we were this couple where the cause of our hard time was was our marriage. <laughs> and our marriage... It was each other, yeah. <laughs> it was each other getting in the way. Um, and we had friends that stood by us, friends and family who stood by us and comforted us through it. Um, if this is you listening right now, uh, if this is where you are, I just wanted to say that we're truly sorry and understand that this kind of pain, um, the pain that comes from a marriage that's struggling. And we hope you will find comfort in 
this verse that I'm going to share. Paul is talking to believers, um, but this is our prayer for you today. And it's Romans 15, 1 through 7. We who are strong have an obligation to bear with the failings of the weak and not to please ourselves. Let each of us please his neighbor for his good to build him up. For Christ did not please himself, but as it is written, the reproaches of those who reproached you fell on me. For whatever was written in former days was written for our instruction, that through endurance and through the encouragement of the scriptures we might have hope. May the God of endurance and encouragement grant you to live in such harmony with one another in accord with Christ Jesus, that together you may with one voice glorify the God and Father of our Lord Jesus Christ. Therefore, welcome one another as Christ has welcomed you for the glory of God. Yeah, I love that verse uh, for, for couples that are going through this because the reminding the reminder is that the God of endurance and encouragement grants them to live in such harmony with one another mm-hmm. in accordance with Christ. And so that they can, again, like the God of all comfort we talked about, mm-hmm. that they can be comforted knowing that even though they're going through these difficult times, they themselves individually can run to Christ, mm-hmm. be comforted by him and know that his heart is that they would walk in harmony. Mm-hmm. And that, that's, that is what they should be praying for. Harmony. Mm-hmm. And the comfort that we receive from Christ and the comfort that we receive from others does produce within our hearts and our minds this hope that better days will come, mm-hmm. even if circumstances don't change, even if the trials are still hard, even if the pain is still prevalent because of loss or or whatever the reason is. We have hope because we we talked about this on the first episode of the season and we have hope in Christ yeah. and we have hope for what's coming. Right. Yeah, And we should keep our eyes on those things. So as husbands and wives, let us be quick to comfort one another during hard times. Let us lay down our lives in love for each other. Let us be slow to speak, quick to sit, fully present, a good listener. Yeah. And let us walk this life out in humbleness. And when those feelings of insecurity and uncertainty or fear of rejection rise up, be quick to push them away. We need each other. Wait, I think you need to repeat that last line. We need ourselves. No, each other. (laughs) (laughs) We need each other in marriage. We do. We need each other as brothers and sisters in Christ. And uh, most importantly, we need each other to point each other back to Christ. Like that, that, that's the most comforting thing we can do is constantly be praying for the other person in their walk with the Lord, in their mind being reminded of the truth of the gospel, it's the most comfort we can get is is pursuing that. Mm-hmm. And as we do, we our eyes and our hearts need to be open. I'll say this: our eyes need to be open and our hearts need to be tender toward one another, and take every opportunity God gives us to comfort one another, especially in our marriage relationship. And as we do this, you guys, the greatest part is that God is glorified. Yep, and we. We can comfort because we've been comforted. Mm -hmm. So don't forget that. Hope that was encouraging to you. Uh, As always, we end the episode, um, as always this season, I should say. We end the episode with what we're grateful for. It might end up being a permanent thing. It might, yeah. I like it. Uh, Because we want to encourage you to be grateful for everything. And we know that you are grateful, but to acknowledge it and to vocalize it and to share it with someone that you know and love. So we'll be grateful people who know how to comfort each other. (laughs) Let them know what you're grateful for. I'm grateful for my children. Mm. They're so full of energy and life. 
often more energy than I have. <laughs> Always. Uh, it's, it's probably why I'm so tired. Uh, they love to have fun, especially when we get down on the rug, our new rug that we talked about, the one that's comfortable on my knees, <laughs> and wrestle and play with them. Uh, they're just awesome. Yeah. I do. I honestly thank God for them. They're so amazing. I love them too. I'm grateful for modern technology. I, I realize that I have a great appreciation for my washing machine and dishwasher and just all the things that I get to use that have just been really awesome in my life. I was sitting on the couch the other day and I had a busy day with the kids doing school and, and playing and cleaning up after everyone. And I could hear the wash machine going and I just thought, man, I, I can't fathom everything that we did today and having to hand wash clothes. And so I just was really grateful that I have those I see them as luxury. Like I, I never want to be blind to the provision that God's given us. And I'm just really grateful for those kind of inventions. I think they're really cool. Yeah. So thank you to whoever invented the, the washing washer machine. machine. <laughs> yeah. So. Awesome. As usual, we end our episodes in prayer. Uh, so would you pray with us? Dear Lord, thank you for comforting us in our affliction so that we may comfort others. We pray for the creativity and confidence as we comfort those around us. Please remind us of how you desire to comfort others. Please show us thoughtful ways of showing our compassion. We pray we would be slow to speak and quick to listen. We pray we would be quick to comfort one another in marriage. Protect our marriage in this way, that we would be comforters for each other. Help us to alleviate the burdens that bring us pain. May you be glorified as we choose to comfort others. In Jesus' name, amen. We love you all. Thank you for joining us on this episode. We just ask if you haven't done so, would you leave us a review? And also, would you be our share warriors and prayer warriors? Would you share this episode with a friend, send it an email, send a text message, uh, share it on social media? Uh, Would you just help spread the word about this podcast with someone you know? We love you all and we'll see you next week. We're looking for people who have been blessed by this free podcast and our free daily marriage prayer emails and who want to help be a blessing to others. Creating and hosting this podcast and sending out our daily emails do incur a financial cost. And we want to invite you to join our faithful patron team to help financially support these resources so that they can remain free for all who need them. Please join our patron team today and become one of the faithful financial supporters who desires to help bless thousands of marriages around the world. Your support will help us pay for the creation, hosting, and promotion of our podcast and daily emails. Thank you, and we hope to see you become a Marriage After God patron.